impressive study that I've actually got from a good friend of mine. He's also one of the best teachers in the sport of boxing, if you ask me. His name is Barry Robinson. He has a program called A Million Styles of Boxing. And what he does in that program is he teaches control. He teaches from the foundation up, from the feet up. He's a very detailed teacher. And one thing, it came to me one day that he was like, Malik, you're at the second, second low half, or just the second half of your career. And he said, you need to start watching fighters that have done things since they was younger that they was even successful successful with once they became older. And he gave me George Foreman to like uh, uh, as an example. I always was keen and always knew about George Foreman, but I really wasn't as detailed on him as I when I went in back into my homework. And what I noticed was not just George Foreman, but every successful athlete, every successful athlete from George Foreman, from Floyd Mayweather to Muhammad Ali to uh, uh, Joe Lewis, these all, all these guys had a, a mindset of you're going to move how I want you to move. If I want you over there and you don't step over there, I'm going to control your head or your neck and push you over there. I'm not just I'm not just controlling you to push you over there from a region. I'm touching you here, controlling you here to strike you there. I'm touching you with my right strong right pole to come up the middle to come with the hook and then control you again. Yeah, I believe. Emmanuel Stewart told me something when uh, I was a little young. He said, Malik, the minute that another fighter, that you can that you can control a fighter's neck muscles, you can control a fighter's whole body. And if you look at George Foreman in his younger days, the things he used to do, he, he, he just not only would control you, but he had the mentality of, I'm going to do what I want to do in here, and if you're able to stop me, good for you. But if you're not able to stop me, God be with you. I'm going to throw you. I'm going to control you. I'm going to hit you with the open glove. After the open glove, I'm going to take the, the warning from the ref, maybe. And they didn't even get warnings back then, but the, like he really he was just an imposing heavyweight. He beat Michael Moore at the age of 45, not because just he punched hard. There was a method behind that madness. That's one of my favorite artistic fights to look at. Ain't that crazy? A 45-year-old George Foreman winning the title against a younger Michael Moore. The way how George was controlling Michael and lining him up for that right hand is what was sexy about it. It wasn't just to the naked eye or the typical civilian out there. They'd say, oh, Big George was always heavy-handed and he caught him. No, but before he caught him, he put him in a position to hit him with the right hand through the guard. He was controlling a young Michael Moore all night with his hands, with the open glove, with pushing him, not letting the man cross the castle or get past the line of the castle. He never really let Mike get set. And sometimes you don't have to throw punches to keep a guy all set. You could just maneuver guys. You could measure them off. You could push them. And the clinch don't make sound agreements. You got certain fighters that if you try to clinch them, like, with all due respect to Mike Tyson, the difference to me between a Mike Tyson attitude and a Deontay Wilder attitude is Deontay never let fighters make silent agreements with him in the ring because of his mean streak. If you look at it earlier, Mike Tyson, when he fought the likes of Tony, T Tony Tucker, Bonecrusher Smith, uh, 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 what's the other kid he fought from New York, name? I forget, he just fought so many guys that knew what they was doing as far as uh, uh, clinching and tying up. Mitch Green was a guy. And Mike would let them hold him, let these guys clinch him. And he wouldn't really try to fight out of it. And Teddy Atlas said Mike didn't mind if a fighters made silent agreements with him, even when he was younger. Tell me one time you ever seen, you don't think a fighter's ever tried to hold Deontay or just survive or just do this? He doesn't allow it. And it's not because of his physical, it's because of his mentality. He just doesn't make silent agreements in the ring. He, he doesn't allow you to kill the clock. He doesn't allow you to get your rest and hold him. He, especially while he's fresh. Mm -hmm. This is all still controlling. 
Like, you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I just said three different fighters. They all have the same thing in common mentality-wise that I'm going to do what I want in this ring. And if you can do something about it, good for you. But if you can't, God be with you. And that doesn't just come from punching. That comes from moving guys, pushing guys. A guy trying to get too close. You, you know, this is stuff Floyd Mayweather do. You know what I mean? If you're just if you're just looking at boxing or you're looking at a fight just because uh, well two guys are punching each other, rock 'em sock 'em. I'm not into rock 'em sock 'em. I really enjoy the sweet science of this sport. I love the Mike McCallums. I love the Pernell Whitakers. I love the Jorge Paezes. I love the Willie Peps. I love the Bob Fosters. Not because these guys just would knock people out or outbox people, but it's the way they doing it. It's, it's the method behind their madness. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is this is science. One plus one is two. You watch these guys throw a jab here, throw a jab here, decoy with their eyes down, then hook up. This is sexy stuff that go on in the ring. I'm just a fan of it. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, it's just like mathematics to me. It's just like some people you may meet in the world is in love with science. They love uh, the way how geography goes like this, or you could put something under a magnet and it holds it, and the gravity won't allow it to fall. That's how I am with boxing. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Like, you know what I mean? I could just understand every part of it from the winner's point of view, from the loser's point of view, from the ups, from the downs, like, you know, it's just, it's not too much I haven't been through in this game. I've been doing it since I've been 12 years old. I never had no other job. Through my ups and downs, win, loser, draws, I've always been in boxing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just have I'm 38 years old now, and, I'm, and, and look, I don't talk this well because I've been taking punishment. Right. I don't talk this well because I haven't got hit. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I, and you had 40 plus I, fights. Absolutely, and this is not even count my 75 amateur fights. Right. You know what I'm saying? So obviously I believe, you know, I'm blessed with a gift. I know what I'm doing and I know about this sweet science. So I'm just, you know, I love sharing it. I love breaking down those videos because it let it, it opened the naked the naked eye of the typical civilian out there that's just yeah. looking at a fight raw and not looking at a fight for details. Yeah. I look at fights for details. And that's why I don't go to fight parties. Right. Because you'll get caught up in the ride of commentators. Yeah. Your homeboy high five yeah. people excited. Like yeah. I really like to look at boxing on a laptop in an empty Starbucks where no one is at and I got my headphones on, I'm just enjoying some coffee and I'm watching it like this. Yeah. That's like a perfect night to me.